the New Zealand Tech Podcast. Brought to you by Gorilla Technology. Proactive and strategic IT. Hey folks, Paul Spain here. Greetings and welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. We are live today um, via Facebook, Periscope and YouTube. And, of course, we will be available in an audio format, as always, for uh, those that listen to uh, audio podcasts, uh, to listen in the usual form through all of your favorite podcast apps, such as um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, and um, even Spotify these days. So plenty of places you can find us. But uh, thank you very much for joining us, uh, especially to those who uh, will be coming in or are coming into uh, to our live stream channels. Now, today, very pleased uh, to be able to bring Stephen Phillips from Sumo Logic in to join me on the show. Welcome along, Stephen. How are you doing during this uh, COVID-19 uh, crisis? Yeah, um, yeah, we're working from home, can't go out and uh, visit customers, can't go to cafes, any of that stuff, but it's uh, pretty much business as usual for us. Well, you, you, um, you know, I guess like a lot of uh, tech companies, um, and you, I mean, you're, you're uh, Sumo Logic's headquartered out of uh, Silicon Valley, uh, of course, and uh, your New Zealand operations, uh, you know, tend to run from uh, um, home anyway, right? You work, work remotely, and uh, most most of your team is uh, spread out around the world and and in Silicon Valley. Yeah, yeah, certainly across New Zealand, Australia, sort of India, Singapore, all those types of things. Most people work from home. We do use a little bit of um, the likes of uh, WeWork, Regis, those types of things, but um, yeah, mostly out of homes. Yep. All right. Now, um, look, let's jump in. There's a whole lot to talk about today, and I, I probably wasn't expecting that, actually. Um, you know, it seems like we're not seeing a whole lot of products uh, announced and, and released during this period, but there are lots of things going on. Um and if we get if we get time, um, I'm going to open and our, our live stream video viewers may be able to see um, this box that I'm holding up. Um, it's a product that I looked at uh, prior to it being uh, unveiled to the, the general public. It's the uh, Samsung uh, Z Flip or Z Flip, as they call it in the US. Um, and uh, one of those just happened to arrive today. They're uh, I guess final production uh, unit of the um, of the Z Flip. So, actually, I might just uh, I might just open that now while we're while we're talking about uh, um, one or one or two other bits and pieces, and um, yeah, can give my my impressions on the um, on the final product if I can get into the box. Um, now, look, the first um, sort of key item of news that we have. Uh, well, there's actually, I guess there's a few things to talk about, but the first one I did want to talk about is the um, 5G auction here in New Zealand. Now, this is uh, this is something that we've been uh, looking forward to. I remember uh, being on, on TV3, you know, probably going back about a year ago, Jacinda was on uh, on before me, and then I uh, I went on and was, was talking about, well, hey, New Zealand 
doesn't want to be at the back end of this. We want to be at the uh, at, at the forefront, as we have with getting uh, our other infrastructure together in, in New Zealand, particularly the ultra-fast broadband. And it makes sense for us to be moving on 5G. I think that's more clear now than ever um, because of all those people that are uh, that are constrained uh, by the bandwidth, uh, you know, challenges that exist for those who are on uh, fixed wireless connections, um, you know, whether out in rural locations or uh, or in the cities. Um, but the news has come through that the um, uh, from um, uh, the Ministry of um, you know uh, Business Innovation, um, they are saying that it has has been delayed. Uh, so what what that effectively uh, means is. We, we don't quite know how how the picture looks in terms of moving things forward. And, of course, there are some commercial realities here as well, aren't there, Stephen? And I, I saw the, um, um, the, the commentary coming through from Vodafone and Spark was that their, um, their 5G rollouts are, um, are effectively on, um, on hold at this stage. Now, I, I think that is primarily from from what I've uh, read into it, and I, you know, I've spoken to the CEOs of uh, both Spark and Vodafone over the last couple of weeks on the New Zealand uh, Business Podcast, and fascinating, you know, learning some of the insights in terms of what's what's going on and in, inside um, those telcos, also uh, Vocus, of course, who we we had uh, on as well. Um, but yeah, re- realistically, under this lockdown, um, they are they are a little bit limited, and they've got to be very cautious about um, uh, health and safety for their folks. And look, they just they can't get on with uh, it's not quite business as usual, even even for our um, our telcos. Stephen, what are your thoughts on um, on how important five uh, G is to um, to New Zealand's future? Yeah, I think it's a key enabler for um, a, a lot of the like next generation services. Um, cer- certainly, anything that's in, involving autonomy and the likes is going to be de- very dependent on that. Um, even even if it's actually in in workplaces and all for managing uh, logistics supply chains and the likes. But I, I think the challenge you've got at the moment is the returns that the telcos are going to see on that those those five G type projects. Um, if, if their capital programs basically are, are on hold at the moment, uh, the telcos are going to want to actually delay basically the rollout of that until they might be able to capture those revenues. Yeah, look, I, I think um, yeah, that, that is going to be part of the challenge. And um, look, alongside that, we, we just saw in the last uh, last few minutes, actually, while, while we've been chatting uh, prior to the show, um, a release of uh, information through from uh, from two degrees they say they're reviewing their costs projects and staffing levels in response to covid uh, 19 and um yeah this this is not uh, not looking ideal i've got to say um you know must be you know really worrying for um for their people so they're talking about laying off uh 10% of their uh, 1200 person uh, workforce who uh, of course, you know, spread in, in different parts of the uh, the country. Um, you know, although predominantly in Auckland and 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 in Christchurch, in terms of the operations that I've interacted with and and um, um, have come across. Of course, they've got uh, the retail stores which are uh, which are closed at the moment. Um, but they've also uh, highlighted that. 
Um, you know, part of their their response also includes uh, reduction in capital spend, uh, deferral of non-essential projects, reducing uh, operating um, costs, including recruitment freeze, uh, renegotiating uh, rates with suppliers, uh, really working to bring down, I guess, costs across the board, uh, including a, a reference to acceleration of cost-saving initiatives um, that were um, um, scheduled or, or, or looked at, lined up for uh, 2021. Um, so, yeah, that's, I guess, just the just the reality of the current times, isn't it? That um, although probably from the outside it looks as though telcos should be making uh, making more money uh, than ever. Um, it's not not quite as simple as that, is it? And um, I, you know, I'm. I'm sure it must be some um, some challenging times because you know no no business wants to be um, wants to be you know laying off their their most important asset which um, you know ultimately is their is their people and uh, you know two degrees have made a, a comment um, along those lines but uh, obviously the the pressures on them are uh, are very real. Yeah, there'll be a lot of pressure on the back end at the moment in terms of uh, engineering, trying to run the uh, run the networks and all that capacity, and they'll certainly be experiencing um, additional operational costs sort of um, at this stage. You know, more, more overtime for engineering and those types of things for provisioning and the likes. But at the same time, at the retail end, you know, they they can't sort of uh, bring on board the uh, the new handsets that they handle via the the retail. So that's going to be pushed basically to online fulfilment. So, yeah. Uh, I, I can see why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, and and look, it, it's not uh, obviously not not just uh, you know two degrees that are under under pressure. Uh, you know, it was um, um, I guess a, a a little bit of a surprise today. I, I, you know, I think it, it probably will be. You know, every bit of news that we hear uh, about an organisation uh, being impacted. Uh, in some way, but particularly those being hit in a, in a bigger way. And um, fast food outlet uh, Burger King was uh, was mentioned as having moved into receivership. Uh, we've heard of organisations such as uh, the Auckland Council and, and Fletcher's, uh, you know, dumping of uh, of contractors. Uh, so th- there is uh, really a hu- huge amount of pressure. Um, what are your thoughts on what the opportunity here is, though? I think uh, you know t- technology br- brings with it um, you know all all sorts of um, uh, opportunities to to help organisations to be uh, more efficient and and more effective. Obviously, to you know Im- improve uh, things like uh, you know customer service and satisfaction uh, levels. There, there you know really are all sorts of ways that uh, that technology is being being. Uh, or able to be utilised, and uh, th- this to me seems like uh, really as as good a time um, you know as there ever was to be uh, to be you know looking at and uh, you know in, investing in in technology. Obviously, in in a level of balance, but um, you know it's, it's it's something I think we should be uh, uh, looking at the the positive opportunities to really utilise uh, the technology, right? Yeah, yeah, cer- certainly. You know, I'm, I'm in the game, obviously, of uh, analytic insights um, from from um, ha- how businesses sort of conduct um, themselves, sort of in the, in this digital world, and we're we're certainly seeing um, no um, 
reduction in um, the, in the, the data that people are sending, sending us. And um, a lot of organizations, you know, foodstuffs, for instance, you know, they're, they're running two, 300% sort of um, at, at the moment in terms of, you know, their, their business, uh, their, their digital online sort of our shopping is going absolutely gangbusters right to capacity as much as they can. And the more insights into organizations that have, um, that are, that are doing business at the moment that we can provide, the more they can actually optimize basically that, that value. Um, and, and at the same time, um, organizations removing, uh, remotely have, have different sort of, uh, security posture postures. There's additional sort of uh, risk factors they need to look at, and we might be able to, um, drop into some of that a little bit later in the episode. Okay. Yep. No, that's um, that's good. That's that that's appreciated. Yeah. Look, I mean, it is it is challenging because uh, we, you know, when there is that need to um, you know, look look at every dollar, and there are certainly uh, firms in some you know some some pretty challenging situations, and I guess the uh, you know the Burger King example and 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 others organisations that are uh, you know that are really at at that point of um, of hitting the wall, well, you know, there's there's only uh, there's only so much you can uh, you can do, right? So, um, yeah, really tough times, and and certainly, um, you know, I think our our thoughts are um, are there with well, how do how do we help New Zealand uh, succeed and and go forward? And it still is uh, very very early uh, early days. Um, so we'll keep those conversations going, um, but for those that are that are you know interested in delving into them a bit more, then um, you know take a look across uh, or listen across to our New Zealand Business Podcast episodes. Uh, we've got um, a chat coming up with uh, with Rod Drury over the next uh, few days, and uh, we've obviously got those other um, one ones that I've mentioned and a few other episodes coming live um, uh, online uh, for the New Zealand Business Podcast. So uh, those are, are, are well worth a look. Um, now, um, delving into how some organisations are, uh, I guess you know, re you know, rethinking, dealing with some of the challenges. Uh, Stephen, you mentioned uh, foodstuffs. Now, I saw um, uh, a friend of mine who runs uh, business uh, Satellite um, in Auckland. They've been working with foodstuffs. Uh, they they have some event management uh, software, which is I, th- I think probably what they've put into uh, use with foodstuffs, and they've been t- trialing a uh, a text queuing service, which seemed to me like um, a really uh, smart idea to get into into play, and something that we haven't generally needed in uh, New Zealand supermarkets up up until uh, now. Um, so I um I, w- I was able to uh, to try it out because a supermarket pretty close to me that sort of you know i i technically maybe was um you know slightly further than other a couple of the other supermarkets but um um i didn't think i was putting anybody at risk by um by going and um and and uh testing out this text queuing service now the day i tried it was over the um over the easter weekend uh went in there on the saturday and it seemed like uh it wasn't obvious at, at first, but uh, in in the end, it became obvious that uh, lots of people were either, and it may have been a combination of the two, were either flocking to that store uh, because of their text queuing service, meaning you basically didn't have to stand in a queue for an hour or two, uh, and you could go and sit in your car and watch Netflix or what what have you, um, or it uh, it was just uh, with 
you know people wanting to stock up before uh, before um, Easter Sunday. And um, but anyway, I think it was about well over two and a half hours before I got the text back uh, to say I was um, my place in the queue had come up, and then I had ten minutes. Uh, to to get into the store from that point in time, so yeah, it, it was uh, it was ra- rather rather interesting to try it out. Uh, probably not the best time to try it out, but I did spend ninety minutes sitting uh, uh, watching Netflix and the and the Tesla and taking advantage of their free um, uh, streaming over the uh, over the mobile network. So um, um, I got I, I yeah, thank you Elon Musk for uh, for supporting my uh, in- entertainment habits there. Uh, but look, good good on foodstuffs and satellite to be trying that out. And look, I, I hope it works well. There's certainly a, a few more things they could do. For instance, you know, letting you know where you are in the queue and maybe an estimate of of how long the queue is. Um, I understand there was maybe a screen up somewhere, although I didn't see it that gave an estimate of the queue. Um, but I didn't know, and I actually gave up after about an hour and a half of of Netflix was kind of uh, I was at my limit and. Um, and I and I headed home, um, but yeah, good to see these sorts of initiatives being uh, being tried. And I see even the uh, the online uh, shopping service uh, uh, services that are um, that are out there from the the likes of uh, foodstuffs um, and others are, are getting looked at closely. Foodstuffs have um, uh, it seems adjusted how they uh, how they kind of open up uh, their places in their queue for uh, booking uh, food deliveries. And so uh, last night um, I logged in, what was it, just uh, I went to their, their website just after 6 p.m. And um, at 6 p.m. it appeared they had probably opened up um, a window for deliveries the following uh, the following Monday uh, in that 6 to 8 p.m. or 6 to 9 p.m. Uh, window. And um, whereas every other time I'd gone in and had a look, I hadn't been able to see um, an opportunity and uh, yeah, possibly that was that they were opening up, you know, their list maybe at uh, at you know twelve a.m. or twelve o one a.m. or something. Um, and uh, and then you know, if you happen to be online at that time, you maybe had a very good chance of being able to book um, book in a little little bit of a slot. Um, Stephen, how have you gone with uh, with online uh, groceries, or have you been standing in the queue? What's your uh, what's your favourite approach? Well, um. um... I'd been uh, holding off from actually doing the online stuff for a long time, but this is kind of like for, forced the hand a little bit. So um, I've had uh, two two deliveries and all now, and it's it's been uh, rather successful. It's about a you know ten minute sort of uh, cycle. They um you know you open up the back of your car, basically you lift lift the bags in, and and you're all done. It was uh, pretty pretty quick and convenient. Um, and I've didn't didn't have uh, quite as good as an experience in uh, some of the you know the fresh produce. So I worked worked with another company I won't 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 name because they're a you know a small family owned sort of a business. But uh, um, yeah, once the delivery of the prod- produce um, was really great, the quality was really really great. But um, some some of the back end technology processes let them down, and uh, they just don't have the opportunity at the moment uh, with how busy they are to actually address some of those. Right. Yes, I th- I guess you know some sometimes some of these kind of um, almost minimum viable product type um, you know approaches that that, that some organisations uh, you know would take to their technology uh, you know comes under some pressure and I mean you you could you could sort of uh, 
maybe even uh, talk about Zoom being in that uh, from a, a cybersecurity aspect. And actually, I see um, one of the um, uh, comments um, that 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 came up in the social feed is uh, you know how the cybersecurity um, issues are a concern, or you know cybersecurity is is suffering um, at the moment. So uh, yeah, something to be uh, something to be aware of is that um, you know if your if your organisation is you know pulling bits and pieces and um, software together to try and um, you know address particular needs at this time um you know be 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 a little bit wise on that cyber security uh front Stephen. i think uh what what you mentioned to me uh previously was the particular um provider you were dealing with they ended up uh auto charging your credit card uh was it two or three times uh in, in yeah. a row that, that, that's a way to burn uh, uh relationships isn't it if you if you do that sort of thing um you know more than more than once i imagine yeah, they they sorted it out pretty quickly. You know, literally within a day, that um, you know reversed all uh, two of the three transactions. Uh, yep. And you know, yeah. yeah. So it was yeah, they're doing the right thing. Yep. Yep. Excellent. All right. Um, so, um, in terms of other th- other things that are uh, that are that are going on, we've seen uh, Google and Apple partnering up on um, an approach to contact tracing, which which seems to follow uh, a similar approach to what we've seen in uh, in Singapore. But uh, look, I, you know, I think it, it, it's pretty positive seeing. Uh, two companies that, in, in you know, many ways are uh, are arch rivals. Um, you know, seeing them uh, really uh, focused on on coming up with a with a um, a common technology solution. And look, one of the big challenges that we have here with this concept of um, contact tracing is: can it possibly be delivered? Uh, to enough uh, devices and be running on enough devices to actually be useful for contact tracing. Now, the manual mechanisms they use for contact tracing, sort of, you know, calling around and, and, and talking to the person, where have you been, who have you been in contact with, and so on. Um, you know, of course, pretty, uh, pretty uh, time consuming. Um, but most people have a reasonable idea of of who they've, uh, you know, who they've in- interacted uh, with. Um, but technology could do a whole lot better if everybody was running it. And uh, looking at Singapore, uh, last figure I saw was uh, they were hitting around uh, around uh, 20% or so of their population that was running their contact tracing software. Um, and things that I've, um, I've read indicate maybe uh, they need to really be hitting 75% or more of the population for uh, for you know this contact tracing technology uh, to be you know particularly relevant and and useful, um, Stephen, have you been um, been having a little bit of a look at uh, these you know con- contact tracing uh, approaches? Yeah, I'm a little little bit uh, wary of uh, in- installing something that's sort of you know not officially sanctioned by the government. Um, but I yes. think if you look, if you look at the uh, you know the combination of the data that the likes of Google would have through the use of people on you know maps and uh, and the likes as, as well as put that together with Facebook, um, even without an app installed, I think they've probably got a pretty close approximation to where everybody is. But it, it 
it depends on how fine a resolution you need to get basically with that location. If, if you need to, need to get it down to 10 metres, it's a whole other story. Then you're starting to introduce sort of technologies like Bluetooth and the like. So um, you know, more than sort of, you know, Wi-Fi based sort of triangulation. Yep, yep. Um, yes, uh, look, I mean, I think that will be it'll be, it'll be an interesting space to, uh, to to follow over the over the next little while, and um, you know we will we'll keep uh, we'll keep tracking what's uh, you know what's what's going on. Um, uh, you know, I think that you know the key is that we do look at how technology can uh, can help us um, through this time. Now, another thing um, I should point out, and we're going to uh, we're going to try and delve into this a, a little bit more on another um, episode. Um, but the Technology Investment Network, uh, TIN, um, who are, are well known for their um, their their annual uh, report, which covers our uh, New Zealand's um, uh, top uh, tech exporters, uh, they have just uh, released a. Um, a, a report which is focused on um, on health uh, tech in New Zealand, and that delves into the different companies at uh, at different scales that are uh, that are playing in the in the health tech um, phase, and they they break it um, um, they break it down into um, you know I guess a, a, a number of uh, companies at all sorts of uh, stages. Uh, there are a whole lot of um, uh, entities that are sort of you know early stage or you know very very much in that uh, that that startup um, stage um, and then through to the uh, uh, the bigger players. So um, yeah, we, we're going to tr- see if we can uh, um, get Greg Shanahan from uh, from Tin um, onto a future episode so we can delve into uh, a little bit of that and and particularly at the current time, of course, with the impact that COVID nineteen. Uh, is having it's um, you know it'll be interesting to see um, you know what uh, or how well New Zealand is is doing at uh, you know leveraging and uh, um, and growing into uh, more in the um, in the health uh, tech sector. Um, now, Stephen, I wanted to um, wanted to have a little bit of a chat around um, some of these things that we're up to at home in this uh, time of, of COVID nineteen. Um, now, there's a new streaming platform out there. I'm not sure if they're going to uh, be knocking over Netflix anytime soon, um, but Quibi has arrived. Q U I B I. Now, this one we I think we spoke about uh, a few weeks back, but it is uh, it is here. It arrived uh, last week. And um, unlike Netflix and the like, which you know, generally these, these uh, streaming platforms would launch in one country and then you know slowly uh, move into other markets, uh, Quibi basically owns all its content, from what I can tell, um, or they have content through uh, through partnerships. Um, that yeah, every indicator is that it's uh, that it's it's fully global. Uh, so when I first installed it, it was onto a phone that was using the um, um, Android or Google Play Store out of uh, out of the US, but it also seems to install fine uh, locally. And uh, Quibi, I guess, has has two things that that really uh, stand out and make it quite unique in the marketplace. Uh, the first being that it, it's around um, um, shorter uh, pieces of video content. So. I guess uh, you know consuming bigger bigger blocks of of video um, is is maybe a, 
less common on our mobile devices. We tend to sort of snack, as it were, on um, you know on on smaller uh, bite-sized chunks of video. Uh, so they've taken an approach to doing uh, content in short episodes. So you know, where we look at a, a television episode that might be say um, you know twenty minutes odd or forty you know forty-five um, minutes. Well. With Queeby, their uh, their episodes are, are usually in the range five to ten minutes, um, and then the other really unique thing, and, and again this um, this leans into um, uh, being a platform that's focused on uh, on mobile devices on smartphones, is the content is designed to be just as consumable uh, when you're holding your smartphone uh, in a portrait mode as it is in a landscape mode. Um, and yeah, I found this quite fascinating. And um, look, I haven't watched a huge amount of, of content um, there. I watched a couple of episodes of, of one of their um, one of their um, their own own shows, and uh, and that worked quite well in either format. I thought landscape was for me anyway was was probably slight slightly better. Um, but they've also got other partnerships uh, with the likes of uh, BBC for news content, uh, Polygon for uh, for gaming. Uh, so there, there's um, you know there's a fair chunk of content in there, and you can sign up. Uh, I think it's the first ninety days free. So um, you know there's um, there's not too much of a downside of signing up unless you forget to uh, cancel. Uh, so this is one of one of those subscriptions I signed up for and. Uh, and cancelled immediately, so I wouldn't forget. Um, and I can always, uh, you know, rejoin at ninety days if I find myself addicted to lots of their uh, their content. What's uh, what's your thought on this uh, this approach to video, Stephen? We got room for another streaming platform, um, especially one that's maybe a, a little bit different from the rest. Yeah, I, I think the segment that they're targeting is prob- probably somewhat the younger audience. It's it's not the same sort of content that you're getting on the likes of Netflix. Um, I, I had a uh, good look at it and um, certainly um, had a look at the Polygon stuff um, ar- around the e-gaming. Uh, they had a uh, really interesting article around uh, Charles Leclerc um, from F1 and, yeah, mm. from the form- Formula One. So, yeah. that. Uh, Sorry, what, that, what, what was his name again? Charles Le... Charles Leclerc? I can, I, can never pronounce it. I can never yeah. pronounce yeah. these guys' names, it, so I'll just, it's, just it's, test you out. It's Charles. Char- Char- I won't Le- try. <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah. it was more Leclerc, but um, but yeah, I no, I'm not, I'm not very good at getting, getting, uh, getting all these international names uh, right. Yeah, but yeah, they're they're running the F1 basically season this year at the moment, um, in virtual. So. Yeah, Charles, yep. Charles has been actually uh, racing against you know the other drivers as well as celebrities uh, in a in a in a virtual esport sort of uh, world, and this this is the yep. main Formula One drivers. It's pre- it's pretty cool, isn't it? I, th- I think it's uh, you know it's it's neat to see uh, esports sort of getting it getting some uh, um, you know some some time time in the sun, and uh, you know look yeah while while people can't get get out and. Um, um, you know, traditional sports happen, then um, you know why? Why not? Why not? Um, you know, see how these guys go. Um, you know, doing uh, doing a, an, an esports uh, var- variation. And look, tell me about uh, Zwift. I, you know, we've talked about it probably on the show once or twice uh, before uh, in the past, and it's something that seems to have been growing in, in popularity. Um, but you've been uh, you've been doing a bit of uh, Zwift um, riding, is that right? 
Yeah, yeah. I, I got back into cycling sort of our last year, mostly doing sort of mountain biking, sort of uh, at bike parks and the likes, which are all closed now. So fortunately, um, I broke my wrist uh, just before Christmas and couldn't couldn't get on the bike. So I uh, signed up with Zwift, got myself a smart trainer and all those types of things. So um, been uh, going hard on that. Um, yeah, did, did a two and a half hour sort of up, uphill ride uh, the other week and um yeah race racing against other people i won't tell you where i got because it was right at the back but uh <laughs> yeah but it's it, it's 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 certainly you know the whole feel of you know riding in a pack basically in the competitive aspect and all of it sort of really does add another dimension you know otherwise you're just sort of sitting there on a wind trainer basically i'm um, looking at pixels but the, the the gamification is actually really good it, it's actually a really good experience and I, and I can see that happening more and more going forward um, you know, they, they hit hit new records and all, and all over the last couple of weekends, probably 20% up on their uh, peak year-to-date, basically, just because of um, pe- people's uh, stay-home stuff at the moment. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, now, also on the sort of fitting into that, that broader uh, gaming world, uh, Google Stadia now offering a free tier. Um, but, of course, uh, Google haven't seen fit to um, to offer that in, uh, in New Zealand or, or uh, even Australia as yet. So, um, you know, there might be some some technical reasons uh, why not, but uh, we're still out in the cold on uh, on on that um, front. Come on, Google. It's just like the pixel. We've been left out in the cold. <laughs> uh, yes. All right. Now, um, on to... On to I guess a, a you know a quick a quick um, a quick word on this whole working from home thing. Any uh, any big tips from you, Stephen? Yeah, yeah, cert- cert- certainly. If if you can, uh, don't use Wi-Fi. If you can, if you can wire up with the Ethernet, certainly sort of uh, go that way. And if you can get yourself on USB, uh, do do that. Um, if you can uh, prob- probably uh, get yourself sort of a, a decent sort of microphone, it's probably going to help as well. Uh, pro- probably some of the key things, but all, all of the main services like uh, your Microsoft Teams, uh, your Slack, uh, your Zoom, um, all, all of those services are, are really good for actually getting getting productivity and collaboration sort of uh, working. Um, the difficult thing is obviously sort of uh, segmenting yourself off from the rest of the house. If you've got young kids at home and all, it can be a bit of a challenge. So there's uh, quite a few drug, jug, juggles going on on that side. You know, a, a lot of organisations now uh, over, overcome that sort of initial panic and they've you know, managed to get themselves screens and, and the likes and you know keyboards and uh, managed to get power supplies. But, uh, yeah, once you're set up from home, I think you can be pretty productive because you know, you, you've got no commute time anymore. Um, and you're not actually uh, sort of you know every every one once an hour sort of going down to the uh, to the cafe out, out for a uh, out for a coffee. So I think productivity might almost be up. Yep, yep. And I think you're uh, you know you're pro- probably onto something there. Though I do have to disagree with the commute thing. I mean, uh, you know, there there still is a commute, but it, you know it can vary from you know five seconds to um, you know maybe 10 or 15 and some you know and some and some home environments so uh, you know you've got to calculate that in it's uh, you know it's, it's important you don't want to rush yourself 
Yeah, I think more prep basically for you know you've got to have you know maybe documents basically in a in a in a sort of more progressed fashion to actually make an online sort of meeting sort of cost of you know cost effective. I was mm. talking talking with an insurance company earlier today, and they you know what what would what they would normally try and address basically in a one hour meeting is taking an hour and a half. So there is some losses basically in the productivity once once you get a number of people there. Um, and most of that can be overcome just by better preparation for the meeting in terms of the content that you're going over in the agenda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, good. Good tips. Um, yeah, no, I think that those are those are um, you know were def- definitely uh, good ones. And look, there are def- there are things that you can do to improve your your quality, but uh, definitely be backing up your thoughts around. Yeah, if you're in a location you don't have an ultra fast broadband or a fiber connection yet, then then get one. And uh, yeah, if you can get a wired connection to your uh, your device, that's always going to be best. And uh, if not, then uh, be reviewing how you set up on uh, on Wi-Fi. And I think lots of people are getting issues uh, with just you know how how good their uh, their Wi-Fi is or or isn't in a particular part of the house that they may be trying to uh, trying to work from. Um, so yeah, if you can't get a wired connection for a um, um, a wireless access point, then uh, you know maybe mesh Wi-Fi will uh, uh, will help you. Now on to um, I guess on to hearing a, a little bit about what's been going on in in your world, Stephen, um, with Sumo Logic. And I was having a look at this uh, new video series that uh, Sumo Logic have put out uh, online from um, Sean Acor. Can you tell us a, l- a little bit about that and who might find it uh, interesting? Yeah, um, we, I met uh, Sean earlier in the year, sort of when I was up at uh, Silicon Valley for our sort of annual conference and the likes. And he's a uh, researcher and a best-selling author um, focused on sort of happiness research, and he's he's put together some stuff around. Uh, how the happiness advantage basically can uh, really work in a business's favour. So he's he's been on you know TED talks, um, did you know, episodes with Oprah and the likes around uh, how you can actually um, improve how effectively you are for for your company and and for life in general. And, and so we went and sponsored a, a four part series and all with them. And if you search YouTube for uh, Sumo Logic Mind set reset uh, you, you'll be able to find that on on YouTube um, some of some of the key things that he actually put together for us is um, and, and this is a real short summary if you don't have the you know half an hour or so to actually go and uh, go through some of those but um, some really practical tips like share three things that you're grateful for each day um, with someone else so make make a point of actually reaching out and actually connecting with somebody and uh, being grateful, basically, for what they bring to your life and uh, um, what what they bring, basically, to your business relationship. Uh, the second thing was uh, do something altruistic. Uh, re- reach out to someone who who you know might be in need and uh, do do something for them. It's going to going to actually help your mindset uh, as well as actually help out someone else. That's so um, good. I mean, some of these things just they make make so much sense, but we do need to be uh, need to be reminded. And I think um, you know. Uh, it's um it's 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 not a it's not a normal sort of time so uh, we maybe do need to step back and uh, and yeah re- remind ourselves of 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 some of these uh, uh simple things yeah a- a- absolutely you know uh, the big one for me was um 
his next one was uh, lower the activation energy that it takes for you to do positive actions. So instead of being frustrated that everything's sort of uh, you know, difficult, find some things that you can be really productive with and make it really easy. Get yourself set up so that uh, you can do those positive actions really easily. And, and likewise, if, if there are negative actions, make it harder for you to do that. So you know, if, if you keep getting distracted by uh, you know, watching t TV or something like that, go and uh, take, the, take the batteries out of the actual remote and uh, move them down to the other end of the house. Uh, to, to you know, take take the temptation away, and and celebrate those small wins. You know, whenever you're making progress towards a goal, basically cele celebrate those. So some really great uh, practical things to actually uh, uh, work on there, basically to to get yourself you know, more productive and in the right mindset for for doing business. Yeah, that's good. I um I caught in the the the, the chat with uh, Jason Paris from uh, from Vodafone. He was talking about some of the learnings from uh, the Vodafone. Um, uh, I, I guess subsidiaries sort of a, around the world that uh, they're still tapped into, even though they're not, uh, uh, you know, not owned as part of the Vodafone Group anymore. And uh, yeah, he was saying sort of once you get to a, about the point we are um, at now in New Zealand, uh, that's when when you know people's energy sort of starts dropping off. To start with, it's a little bit exciting uh, working from home and so on, and you know everyone sort of get gets used to it. Uh, but he was saying by yeah about three weeks or or or, or so in uh, people start getting a, a little bit weary and so um, yeah just um, uh, realigning ourselves and uh, you know re rethinking how we can uh, um, you know best handle this time is um, yeah is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're 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 really in this with our customers, so you know, we we like to do everything we can to actually you know make make remote business basically as 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 good as we can. So I want to hear you. You were telling me um, last week when uh, we were having a bit of a chat um, around this um, remote work observability service. Um, what is that all about? Yeah. So, so with organisations, workforces having to work from home, there's a, there's a whole lot of challenges. You know, other than the technical challenges of actually getting up on a you know a video conference sort of service and the likes, or a collaboration service, um, there's other things that you need to, need to assist with. So, uh, we, we've got a like a free 90 day sort of uh, work from home remote observability service. You can just go to our website, sort of sumologic.com, and take that up. No obligation. It's just a service to actually um, help you. Your, your staff basically work uh, more remotely. And the types of things that it does is actually helps um, identify who, who are the people in your workforce that are actually struggling, who, who is having sort of, you know, Zoom sessions that are dropping off um, or Slack sessions that are dropping off or MS Teams sessions that are that are not quite working as expected. So that then you can actually go and proactively remediate some of those situations and all for them, um, if, if possible. Um, also, you know, if, if they're having trouble with authenticating and passwords and all those types of things, you know, providing those the insights into the technology support organisation who is helping your workers do that, um, be able to actually do their job better so that there's better customer experience. Uh, the other aspect of that is: um, Are some people actually engaging in, you know, risky things? Um, are they sharing um, information or files or things that they that they shouldn't be doing? Um, so, so, having some visibility of of those types of um, aspects as well, because some of these platforms, um, you know, as you said before, you know, Zoom Zoom struggling with some of the uh, security aspects. Um, you need to actually be looking at this a little bit more closely when you're in a um, work from home scenario. Yeah. Um, 
one other aspect is how are your workforce engaging sort of across the day and it's you know it's not meant to be big brother but it's um where, where, when what time do you need to be there basically to support your workforce you know are, are they are they engaging earlier and finishing earlier or those types of things so so been able to get visibility into how people basically are sort of interacting with your your work services sort of across the day and that's really what it's about um, to help mitigate some of the risks of having remote uh, users but also to actually optimize the customer experience that your workers are um, ex uh, getting uh, while they're working from home mm. excellent Oh, well, that's um, that's good. Very, very helpful. And I guess nobody can complain when you're offering it as a um, ninety-day um, free service. So uh, that's that's cool. Yeah, and we're we're there, we're there to help. Yeah, great, excellent. Um, well, that brings us to the end of this episode of the New Zealand Tech Podcast. So, um, you know, thank you to everybody who's uh, um, listened in to this episode, um, and those that have also jumped on our live streams because we have been streaming. Uh, across we've got our new cha uh, channel on youtube if you look up nz tech podcast on there um, we have a, a handful of our listeners who are uh, uh, now um, you know subscribed to our youtube channel uh, we're also there uh, today we've uh, streamed this episode on uh, on periscope so you're welcome to uh, to follow us there on uh, periscope which is uh, part of uh, uh, Twitter, of course, and um, and we're on Facebook. So um, look, we we appreciate likes and comments and subscribes and all those uh, um, all those sorts of uh, sorts of things through the uh, the official um, channels. And um, yeah, as I think I've mentioned previously, uh, we're also on LinkedIn now. Uh, we're not uh, doing a live stream through uh, LinkedIn. Uh, just yet, but you can find NZ Tech Podcast there on LinkedIn. And of course, for, for all of our shows, uh, you can track those down at www.podcasts.nz. Uh, we've got shows such as the New Zealand Everyday Investor, and now's uh, probably a, a time where, where people are going to be thinking a little bit about their uh, investments, whether it's KiwiSaver or otherwise so um, you know maybe a good time to uh, to go and uh, uh, subscribe to the New Zealand everyday investor um, and uh, one of our uh, one of our newest shows uh, is online and uh, is online uh, now uh, and that is called this climate business uh, with uh, award-winning journalist Vincent Herringer. Um, so that's another new one worth uh, worth checking out. Uh, and of course, some amazing episodes of the New Zealand uh, Business Podcast, and a bunch of those are focused uh, on the technology world. So um, thank you to uh, thank you to everyone for uh, for joining in this episode, and we will look forward to catching you back on the New Zealand Tech Podcast again uh, next week, if uh, not before, with some uh, some extra. Uh, content uh, possibly flowing uh, flowing through so uh, thanks everyone thank you to uh, Stephen Phillips for for joining the show uh, great to uh, catch up again Stephen great to have uh, you on the show and look special thank you to um, um, to your firm uh, Sumo Logic for their uh, support of the New Zealand uh, Tech Podcast that's uh, what helps keeps keep us uh, going um, and also to um, our other um, show partners so um, you know it's uh, it's because of 
the firms that get behind the show. We've got uh, HP, Vodafone, Spark, Vocus, and Samsung also uh, who are standing behind the New Zealand Tech Podcast, supporting us uh, and the uh, tech uh, community and ecosystems here in New Zealand. So, um, yeah, huge thank you for all of that support. The New Zealand Tech Podcast. Brought to you by Gorilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT.